you're listening to this podcast is for women episode number 62 with your host me Adrienne Everhart. I'm going to be discussing toxic people, what is known as detoxing from social media, what is known as toxic people or toxic situations or toxic masculinity. I'm going to really do a deep dive on the word toxic and just share from a feminine energy perspective. When we call someone toxic, when we label them as toxic or their behavior as toxic, what it's really doing to us. Because feminine energy at the end of the day is all about how you're feeling, what you're thinking, and how you're showing up in life. By now, you probably know that your thoughts have a lot to do with how you end up showing up in a relationship and in a situation with a person you love or even friendships or your work, your associates at work. How we are thinking about them definitely changes how we show up. So I'm going to discuss this very common term I see in way too many social media posts and other outlets, even I, I read a report on psychology today, and I was just blown away by this concept of toxic people. I'm also going to share a listener's question about how to keep the door open for your ex. This is such a great question about keeping a door open for your ex because your ex, you might have labeled him as toxic. Or worse, <laughs> the people around you have maybe labeled him or her as toxic. And they might say things like, why are you going to let this toxic person back into your life? Okay, so worry not. I'm going to discuss all of that today. But first, I'm going to pause a minute for a quick break. Are you struggling to get your ex back? Are you struggling to rebuild with your husband, boyfriend, or long-term partner? Do you feel like you've tried everything but nothing seems to work? Look no further than the ABCs to Get Him Back program by me, Adrienne Everhart. I'm a feminine energy relationship expert with years of experience and a proven track record. I was in my own Get Him Back situation, and I have absolutely learned what works and what does not work. And what's better, I've tried this out with thousands of women who have had amazing results. My ABCs program gives you the absolute best chances and it guides you through the steps to not only get your ex back, but rebuild you and create a stronger and healthier relationship with yourself, the man in your past or the man in your future. Don't give up hope. Try the ABCs to get him back program today and take that first step towards a happier future with your ex or the man you're meant to call forth. So I'd like to start off this episode by telling you I have had a wonderful summer break. I'm back in action now, back at my podcast, and I'm so happy to be with you all. And I enjoyed my time off, but I really missed connecting directly with you through my podcast and podcast episodes. But I hope you got all caught up on past episodes. And for those of you who are new, you're a new listener, I want you to take a moment and make sure that you follow or subscribe to my podcast. It's totally free. And that also, if you enjoy my podcast episodes, show me a little love and go ahead and leave me a review on Spotify. It's just super easy. You scroll down and tap some stars on Apple, you have to scroll all the way to the bottom. And you can also leave me a comment. 
which is fun. I love to read the comments, especially those of you who give me specific examples about how the knowledge of feminine energy has enhanced both your life and your love life. Because it's not just about getting the guy, getting the guy to do what we want and having a happy, loving relationship. Although my gosh, is that not amazing? And being grounded and being able to have a relationship with a man that feels so effortless, it's a wonderful feeling. But also what feminine energy does for your life, how you reconnect to feeling. Now, Maybe this summer you happen to see a little movie called Barbie that came out. A big part of Barbie was to just feel. In fact, there's a great moment where uh, Rhea Perlman's character says, now just feel. And this is a big part of feminine energy is feeling. The tricky part is our brains kind of intercept and... We think things. We make judgments based on experiences and things people have told us or books we've read or movies we've seen. Or sometimes we get what's known as a gut feeling. And we think something. And when we think that something, we begin to have a feeling. So this is the work I do is I help you separate what I call masculine energy, which is outthinking your emotions versus really discovering what you're feeling. Now, let's talk about the little rumbly elephant in the room. I don't know if you can hear this or not, depending on how my microphone is set up. But over the summer, (laughs) I also found five kittens living in like a little junkyard. I had to trap them immediately and bring them home. And they're feral. I don't know if you've ever had a feral cat, but they're kind of cuckoo bananas. And when you first, you know, let them out of the cage, they just climb the walls, basically, uh, trying to be free. Well, this was my little summer project. Two of them I tamed very quickly. And one of them, he was a little bit slower. And then the other two, they're still with me. And boy, they just found a paper towel in this room. And they have tore it to a million bits. And... One cat is actually walking sideways along the side of the bed with her claws. And they're just hilarious. But I I will tell you, if you ever get feral cats or feral kittens, I was fortunate enough in my county to have a spay-neuter program. But it still cost me like a ton of money to, to help these kittens. And then also, I wish I would have kept the ones that were tame a little bit longer because... I think they would have really helped the other kittens get tame. So that's my little quick summer catch up. (laughs) And if you hear rumbling around, my apologies. It is the kittens playing and being like just bananas all of a sudden. It's like the minute I hit record, they were like, okay, let's, let's just tear up the room. All right. So moving on. Now, one of the things I got to enjoy this summer Uh, other than the kittens, is listening to podcasts. And I've followed a business coach for a good long while. Just in my feed, she popped up. She had a new podcast episode. And it began with how she had decided to detox from social media. And this is when I first got the idea for this episode because I was like, how do you detox from social media? That would mean that social media is inherently toxic. So what are you doing on it in the first place? 
if it's toxic and it's poisonous to you and you are drinking from the cup of poison, because let's back up, something is toxic when you put it into your body. That's when it becomes toxic. You have to let it enter you. You have to let it seep in through your skin, through your mouth, your nose, your ears, your eyes. You have to let it in for it to become toxic because otherwise, I mean, my gosh, there's all sorts of toxic things in your house and everywhere. How much are you in contact with them and what are you letting in before it actually becomes poisonous to you? So I thought about this podcaster, this business manager that I really just looked up to for so long. And I was like, my gosh, she doesn't know anything. (laughs) For a moment, I had this judgment and I felt kind of like all these years I've invested and listened to her were beginning to diminish because I felt like toxicity is something we should all know and understand in our language and how we apply it to people, how good it feels to say about some people sometimes. Oh gosh, he's just toxic. He's having a toxic moment. So let's talk about all of that. Can you detox from social media? Yes, if it's become toxic to you. And if it's become toxic to you, at some point, you felt it. You felt the feelings of poison entering your body. And that is when you say, oh, I need to stop right now. This is not good for me. I need to do something different. That's the beautiful part of being this feeling woman is that you're aware of what you're feeling. And you can draw a line in the sand, also known as a boundary, and say, I am not going to do this. So that sick feeling you get in your mouth when you go and look at your ex's social media page, that, to me, that's toxicity. Your heart starts beating hard. You start feeling bad the moment you see something. Don't do it. Just don't do it. There's this kind of dark shadow side of us that wants to go down these dark paths and look things up or maybe even feel bad. We do have, I believe, a shadow side that kind of gets off on things that don't feel good. So part of your awareness, part of your job as being a powerful dynamite woman and really governing your life, being in control of what you let in and what you let out starts and ends with how you feel. So the thoughts you're thinking sometimes are not healthy for you. And some part of you has to wake up and go, oh, wait a minute, I'm feeling bad. What was I just thinking? What was I just saying to myself? So let's circle back to this coach, bless her. I started to think negative things about her and my opinions got a little shaky about her. And this, I have to admit, it wasn't the only thing. But I've always been really curious about her. But this idea that you need to detox from social media, I mean, we hear it all the time. But I encourage you instead to just be aware of what you're feeling, what feels good, and what is beginning to feel icky, yucky, nucky, not good, uncomfortable inside your body. Now, does this mean we're just supposed to go through life and never feel icky? No. You're going to have moments where you have to go have a very uncomfortable medical test done. You're going to go through a breakup. 
You're going to have an illness. You have to work hard to make sure you can pay your rent or your mortgage. We're going to go through difficult things in life and experience pain. That's part of the human condition. That's part of our human experience. We have to experience a full circle of emotions, feelings, ideas, concepts, results. But that alignment between I'm just going to label this as toxic or I need to detox, it's another way of just saying I'm aware of what I'm feeling. I need to take a little break. (laughs) So let's move on to toxic masculinity. Now you've all heard this term toxic masculinity. I must say I've said it a time or two myself. And every time I've ever said it, boy, it felt so good. That's toxic masculinity. I just felt really good labeling a person's, you know, behavior as toxic. And I have to say, you know, that's an ego moment, of course. But I'm always going to be vulnerable and authentic with you. We've all been there. We've all seen someone do or say something and you're like, well, that's just toxic. (laughs) Feels kind of good to say Yet, you know, after the anger, the initial anger wears off, I always talk about the emotional parfait, how the emotional parfait, the cherry on top is always, I am hurt, I am angry, how dare you, I am disappointed. That's kind of the cherry on top, but there's all these layers underneath where you really find what you're feeling. At the heart of toxic masculinity is gender stereotypes. Gender stereotypes very different from feminine energy, masculine energy. But in some ways, there are some inherent qualities where we have this beautiful balance that works, where there's a give and take of this type of energy or strength. And we're able to balance it and have a really flowing, wonderful relationship. So that's what I teach for feminine and masculine energy in terms of women who are mostly operating in their masculine energy in the relationship, which means we're taking on a lot of the tasks and emotional responsibility that otherwise a man is more natural at doing, wants to do, and feels good doing it. Now, we can do the same things a guy can do, but does it really feel good to be the one who pursues a man and gets him to fall in love with you or make the relationship happen? Does it really feel good to make the relationship happen for the both of you? You can do it, but is that really what you want to do to have the man you love in your life solely because you've pulled all the strings and pressed all the buttons to make it happen? So for most of us, that is a solid no, That doesn't feel good. (laughs) We want some sort of balance. So it's very difficult understanding and navigating balancing our masculine and feminine energy. At first it is. Eventually, with more practice, you get accustomed to what feels natural and authentic and what feels like you're really pressing for an outcome. You begin to have these two very distinct feelings in your body of going forward and pushing, almost like you're pushing against a wall, versus receiving and allowing, being vulnerable and being open to anything might happen, and creating this beautiful space, this little 
pink, cloudy, fluffy bubble of space that men are just drawn to. So gender stereotypes can focus on negative traits of both masculine and feminine energy. But the big two that stand out with men are men who suppress their emotions and instead get really angry or violent or men who think they're better than women. And this is AKA toxic masculinity. Men who inherently believe they're better than women, men who can't feel or express their emotions, they suppress their feelings and it comes out in acts of violence and rage. And I'm not going to sugarcoat this at all. We're all responsible for how we behave and act and respond. In my world, men so often act like men. They have something in their body called testosterone. And women don't have as much of this. Now, I will tell you, I suffer with autoimmune condition. And from time to time, I've had to go on a steroid called prednisone. And I believe it affects my hormones on a, on a big level. But it especially makes me kind of testy and angry and ragey <laughs> at different times. And I'm aware of it. I'm aware of like what I'm feeling in my body. So my doctor once said, this is how men feel all the time to me. He joked that that's how men feel all the time. But you know, I really took it to heart because I don't know what it feels like to have all this testosterone flowing through my body and grow up in this culture and society where I'm not supposed to cry. I am supposed to be strong. And there is this inherent strength in me that makes me want to protect and be proud and stand up for what I believe in and fight for things that I believe. You know, I can't imagine what it must be like to be a man and have to temper, no pun intended, but temper your emotions and feel what you're feeling without balling your fist up and punching something. Preferably a wall. I'm not talking about punching people, but with men, it happens. Have you ever noticed that men can get in a fight with each other or, you know, punch each other or something, and they can still be bros. But if that happened with women, oh, no, no, no. (laughs) Never again am I talking to you, right? So it's just this completely different type of energy than a woman. Don't Again, don't get me wrong. We can go there, and men can be more feminine. But when it becomes toxic masculinity, quote, unquote, This is where you want to look at what does it really mean to be a man and behave like a man and behave sometimes the way that men do. If a man thinks he is better than you, he can think that all day long. It doesn't make him toxic. If it's a behavior he has, the behavior is toxic. But the man, the person himself, he's not toxic. In fact, I don't really believe anyone is toxic You just have toxic behaviors. You have behaviors that can hurt someone or hurt you if you let them in. There are also people who are verbally and physically abusive. They might call you a name. They might create drama out of thin air or become like really, really involved in your life and controlling. You might have a family member who is that way. So these are all toxic behaviors. You can see them 
from a mile away. This is a toxic behavior. That person is not toxic. When that person is toxic, they are a bottle of poison that you put up on a shelf out of everyone's reach. They are unchanging. No chemical composition can change them. They cannot improve. You have to detox from them. I just don't believe that that's true. They're having toxic behaviors. You, therefore, must have boundaries. That person is capable of changing and improving. They are capable of personal growth versus I just give up. You're toxic. It's a very different type of thinking. Or can I process what I'm feeling and put up the boundaries I need to protect myself? Now, I have a few more points about this, and I'm going to share our listener's question, which is how to open the door for an ex, how to let them back in without just going all in. How do you do this? But I'm going to pause real quick for a break. So I've shared a lot about toxic people and why I believe that calling someone toxic really doesn't help anything. It shuts down the conversation. It shuts down the relationship. That instead, it's better to focus on what you're feeling and understand that a person can change, a person can improve, and you can also have your boundaries. You don't have to continue to have a relationship with anyone that has ongoing toxic behaviors or behaviors that could harm you or do harm you in some way. So you begin to reframe how you're looking at this and just giving yourself the freedom to reframe what you're thinking may begin to change how you feel. Now, for some of you, you may have a family member. (laughs) We all have at least one that you might consider as toxic or dysfunctional. And you think about that person and different things they've said or done over the years, and you're just like, that's just who they are. You know, they are toxic. They're dysfunctional. And With a lot of family members, sometimes it is about being dramatic or overly involved, but you can also be uninvolved. You can turn the other cheek. You cannot say anything. And that can also be coined or decided as toxic. Imagine the dad who yells and screams at the kids and mom just sits there very quietly Some people would say mom is also being toxic. She's not doing anything. So you start to look at this, that toxic is such a difficult thing to describe or really understand because you can be toxic doing something and you can be toxic for not doing anything. But at the end of the day, it is about how am I feeling and how am I responding? How am I protecting myself and the people around me? who may depend on me or need me. So moving on from this, I hope that I've given you a little insight of a person being toxic or narcissistic. And there's so many terms that we just apply to people now. And it's, I don't really think it's helping relationships heal or recover. I think it's allowing us to create a much larger divide because we just slap on a label and we go about our day. So I've given you some things to think about. I'd love to hear from any of you. I have a link below where you can leave me a voice message and leave me your feedback on this episode. 
Now I want to move on and share a listener's question about keeping the door open for an ex. As you may know, I have a really popular proven program called the ABCs to get him back where I talk about how an ex will go away and they'll break up with you or you will end the relationship yet someone will kind of start to come back around and just see what's up, check in, send you a few messages. And how do you respond to this? Because on one hand, it feels really wonderful to hear from them. On the other hand, you're mad. I'm not with you. You've walked out on me. Why should you have another word from me ever again? But yet at some point, if they want to rebuild with you, how do you do that? if you've closed the gate for good. So let's move on and listen to that question. Are you tired of feeling disconnected from the man in your life? Do you wanna tap into your true feminine energy and create a thriving, balanced relationship? I'm Adrienne Everhart, a feminine energy dating and relationship coach. I've helped countless women like you reignite the spark in their relationship and find or call forth the love they desire. I'm excited to introduce to you a unique opportunity, the iHeart Love Academy private coaching group. Unlike expensive one-on-one coaching, my group offers you a more affordable way to access my expertise while still providing that personalized touch you need. When you join my group, you'll get exclusive access to live coaching sessions with me, a supportive community of like-minded women, step-by-step guidance on balancing your masculine and feminine energy, your own coaches there to answer questions for you anytime you need it, and so much more. Don't miss out on this chance to transform your love life. Visit iHeartLoveAcademy in the link below and learn more about the incredible benefits of joining my private coaching group. It's time to rediscover the love and connection you've been longing for. Come and join us at iHeartLoveAcademy and let's embark on this journey together. Hi, Adrian. I have a question about keeping the door open for your ex. Um, I recently was having a lot of anxiety about not knowing what my ex wanted from me when he was texting me recently. And so I told him that we shouldn't be in contact. And I now regret doing that. And I would like to reopen that door to allow him to hopefully come towards me at his own pace. How do I reopen that door and keep it open? Thank you. Let's talk about when that ex reaches out and you want to keep that door open. The thing I really loved this listener asked was, I didn't know what he wanted from me. What does he want from me? You see right there. She's on the right track. What do you want from me? So now it's just about how do I turn that into a sentence that, you know, doesn't sound as confrontational. What do you want from me? But you could say that too. Oh, I'm feeling blank. I'm feeling unsure. I'm feeling confused. Where do you see this going? I'm feeling confused. I have accepted your no. I accepted your no. You can't, you don't want to be in a relationship with me anymore. So I'm just curious, why are you reaching out to me? So these are all what this person is feeling. 
if you were able to just kind of slow down a little bit and get into that soft receiving feminine energy, which is naturally curious, naturally warm, cares about herself, wants to know where she's going in life, and has questions. It's perfectly okay to ask questions for clarity. Remember, Diamond Girl is about clarity. A lot of women say to me, I didn't ask any on the que- any questions on the date because I, I wanted to be in my feminine energy. And I'm like, where has this gotten confused? That asking questions doesn't mean you're feminine or, or means you're masculine. So a diamond girl wants to know where she's going. She gets clarity. She wants to understand something. And if a guy has a problem with you getting clarity, note it. Be aware of it because he actually might not know himself. And instead of a man going, well, I don't know, they will, uh, you know, kind of turn it around on us or they'll be, you know, a little loud or aggravated. And so this is how men often behave when they don't know the answer to something. They, they deflect in a way. So she asked, what does he want from me? Well, you can ask. But instead, she said, I decided to go no no contact and tell him we really shouldn't be speaking to each other. But for all we know, this guy might be having doubts about his decision to end the relationship because it happens. It happened with the man that became my husband, Jeff. Uh, He had two different breakups with me. And each time they were kind of these knee-jerk reactions and he would really reach a place emotionally where he just didn't know how to make me happy anymore. And if a man doesn't know how to make you happy, they feel terrible. This is why it's so important to let a man know that you're really satisfied, you're really happy when he does or says a specific or particular thing. I really appreciate it when you fill in the blank. It feels so good to me when you fill in the blank. And that also we listen to their emotions. When they express them, we really get them and let them know, I'm hearing you. I hear that you're feeling excited. Oh, you must be feeling excited. Oh, you must be feeling a little worried. And let the guy correct you. Or let him go, yeah, I really am feeling this way. Either way, you're allowing that freedom to express yourself and have your emotion and feel it. So we really don't know why he was reaching out to her. And he may, he may not even know why. So I kind of look at this as a little fork in the road opportunity. Because on one hand, you can kind of see just where is it going to go. Be very curious. Like I'm going to communicate with him for, you know, maybe three or four weeks. And just see where he takes us. And then I'm going to get clarity. Or I'm going to get clarity right out of the gate. So you can go either way. But as always, if you find yourself over-investing and getting too involved or too emotionally attached again, this is going to be problematic because there's nothing worse than communicating with a guy and then out of nowhere he sends you uh, a sonogram for the child that him and the new girl he's with is expecting. Or a wedding invitation. I've had that happen to a client where she was for about three months chatting with her ex. 
And then the blue, he sends her a wedding invitation. So don't let it go on for too long. I am a fan of sooner, not later. But just let that person appeal to you. Let them come to you hat in hand. And let them talk to you. Remember, if anything they're doing is toxic or unwanted or uncomfortable, you set the pacing on your own life, not another person. You control how often you answer a text. You control if you answer at all or how you answer. It's always up to you how you're responding. That's the thing you can control. So if an ex starts messaging you again, you can say something like, hi, it it feels wonderful to hear from you. And you can go back and forth a little bit and catch up with each other and just say, this has felt wonderful chatting yet. What does this mean for us? Now, here's the kicker. There is no instant relationship. The guy's not going to come out and say, well, I was thinking we should get back together. He can't do that and he won't do that. If a guy does do that, (laughs) that worries me more. But there's a chance he'll say something like, you know, I don't know, but I've, you've been on my mind and I just wanted to say hello. So some part of him is feeling nostalgic. He's missing you. And if you want that guy back, if you're willing to date him again, because that's what it's going to take, there's no instant relationship. You have to date again. And again, you want to go deeper, go into the ABCs to get him back program. I share so much more. And I also have a roadmap That has all these forks in the roads and if-then scenarios because a big one is hanging on and being his buddy, you know, being his surrogate until he does find the right person. And you do not want to do that. You're no one's buddy. You've got plenty of friends. You want to be a wife. Now, the same is true if, you know, you and your husband or you and your boyfriend get into an argument. At some point, the conversation has to restart. And you don't always have to jump right in and fix whatever the problem is. You can restart the relationship. You can start it over at any moment or time and go to this neutral place where we're both human. We both say and do things that are not productive or helpful in a relationship. This is what happens. And just allow a little time to unfold And then if he wants to talk about things or later, if you want to discuss things, make sure you're coming from a place of, I'm not trying to get the perfect partner or the perfect sort of expectations or results out of you. But this is what I was going through. This is what I was experiencing. This is what I'm feeling and make it about you instead of when you did this, it really hurt me. You can turn that into, I felt whatever I felt, or I was feeling, or not having a partner, or having a partner leave suddenly felt blank. Just be ready that whenever you tell a man that you have directly contributed to me feeling bad, he will come back at you, usually with a defense. And this is a little bit human, uh, human nature to be defensive. This is such a little tricky thing to navigate, but as long as you're on the side of here's what I'm feeling and I don't need you to do or say something to change how I'm feeling, I can have a conversation with you. 
I can just let this unfold and see where it goes organically. And that's the biggest part is can you lean back and let this unfold without tweaking the outcome, without making little turns and adjustments to make it have a specific outcome. So that's the beauty of rebuilding with an ex or recovering from a big fight or something else that maybe happens with your partner. So what if you have gone no contact and you've said, we shouldn't be speaking, this shouldn't be happening, or I need three months to not talk to you or something like that. So what if you've done something like that and then you're like, well, I don't really know if that's what I wanted to do because I'm not a fan of no contact. Again, it it feels robotic and manipulative and I can't put a date on a calendar and know that I'm not. I'm going to be feeling better or I'm not going to be feeling better. I, I can't guarantee any of that. I can just follow the boundaries I need, you know, day to day in that moment and just really be patient with myself. So I always feel like these no contact for 30 days or 60 days, it really is, um, it's like a relationship diet. You know, uh, it feels like you're putting a time limit and somehow, you know, I'll be ready to date in three months and you don't know that. that. That date is arbitrary. So how do you rebuild once you've already said this and you've already put that out there? You can always renege and you can say to your person, it felt really great to hear from you the other day. I'm curious and speaking more. I was feeling just a little caught off guard or I was feeling a little scared when I first heard from you. But I would really like to catch up sometime. What do you think? And you're just able to open that door, crack that door open, as I say, and give them the opportunity to move towards you without just shutting the whole thing down. Now, if you want to shut the whole thing down, just never answer the text in the first place. But if you want to leave the door open, you can reach back out to him and just, again, let him know. It felt really nice to hear from you or it would feel really good to maybe just get together and chat sometime. And if he says, well, wait a minute, I thought you said you didn't want to talk. Well, that is how I was feeling. You're right. I'm sorry if that hurt your feelings. I was feeling a little scared. I was feeling worried and I wasn't sure how to respond, but I'm really confident (laughs) it would feel great to catch a cup of coffee with you sometime. What do you think? Start small and start simple. If you're going to rebuild with an X. Now, again, if you want to learn more, get my proven program, the ABCs to get him back. It's on my website. All right, ladies, it's been great to get back together with you on my podcast. I hope you've all had amazing summer. We only have a few days of summer 2023 left. Enjoy it as much as you can. And I'm sending you all lots of love and kisses, and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Are you tired of feeling misunderstood, ignored, or frustrated by the men in your life? Do you wish you knew how to communicate with them in a way that makes them listen, respect, and adore you? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to check out my ebook, 500 Ways to Talk to a Man. This ebook is a comprehensive guide to help you master the art of feminine communication and get what you want from any man in an authentic, warm, loving, caring way. 
Whether you're single, dating, or in a relationship, this ebook teaches you how to express your feelings, needs, and desires in a way that makes him want to please you and commit to you. You'll learn how to avoid common mistakes that push men away, how to use your voice and body language to attract and keep attention, and how to handle conflict and disagreements without losing his respect, and much, much more. Plus, you'll get access to my two-day video class that teaches you a lot of body postures and poses that you can use in a lot of different situations, so you'll never run out of the right words to say. 500 Ways to Talk to a Man is the ultimate resource for any woman who wants to improve her communication skills and create a deeper connection with the man in her life. Don't miss this opportunity to transform your love life and get my ebook today. Go to www.everheartcoaching.com and get your copy. The link is below in the description.